What's up, you lovely lurkers? Welcome to the front podcast of the internet. I'm your host, Scott. And I am your other host, Willie. We're a show all about Reddit. Covering all the ups and down votes in 30 minutes. Or it's free. If you like the show, you can find more of us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Or staring through the hole in your grandma's house, watching your family longing for that moment when you can rejoin them and have peace. <laughs> Hey, what water bottle do you have today? Because mine's enormous. <laughs> hey, uh, you you on that Wordle? I hate the idea of Wordle. I don't even want to know what, what it is about. No, of course I'm not on Wordle. I'm not smart enough for words, let alone some app where you have to figure out a word and then challenge another person to other words. I don't know how it's, this, how does this work? It's a website, number one. <laughs> You're a website. So, I am. I am. Subforthat.com. It's going to give you a 404. That that doesn't exist right now. <laughs> it's not It's not real, except for those pet rocks we molested. Please, please don't buy it. <laughs> you did a what Wordle? pet rocks? <laughs> Tell me more about Wordle. I don't, I don't want to know. <laughs> this guy who's a programmer, developer, dude, his lady friend says, hey, I want a game that involves words. And he's like, I can make that. And I'm and already so out, creates. but let's keep going. <laughs> and he, uh, he made this thing where you have to guess a five-letter word and you get six tries. It's sweeping the globe right now. The trick is, like, you can guess a five-letter word. You can't just put five letters in. You can't do, you know, Wheel of Fortune, R-S-T-L-N-E. Okay. It has to be a real word, and then it will let you know if the letter is in the word, is in the word in the right spot, or not in the word at all. And What a clever idea. It's so stupid. No, I'm not going to play Wordle. You've got to try it, man. It's the most addictive thing. That's probably the healthiest thing for you out uh, out there today. Speaking of healthiest, Scott, you weighed in today. Yeah, we took a week off because we were scared, and uh, I weighed in, and I was down, I believe, since last time. I don't. I sent it to you. Can you tell yes. me how much I was down? Well, Scott, last week you went up a, a little bit, but this week, Smidge, you are down by almost a full pound. Yes. Round of applause. Yes. Insert music. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. NBC is out there. They're looking for us. Peacock just take I'll take it right in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Me on the other hand, Scott, I went up last week and I don't want to oh. talk about it. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Like you texted me to get me out of the funk, it ebbs and flows. Which right. is why I'm back to water. This giant ass <laughs> jug of water. You have no idea how bad I wanted a soda this week. My buddy at work got two root beers and he's like, hey, you want one? And they were like the tall boy root beers. And you know how much <laughs> I love those 1919s. <laughs> Whoa, summertime staple. Just can't do it yet. Meanwhile, anyway. you're screaming inside. Like that meme where you're sitting at the kitchen table and everything is on fire. And you're like, this is fine. <laughs> yeah. My brain and my stomach brain are at war right now, and it is a, it's a bloody battle. Speaking of memes, this week on the subreddit Picks, there's a photo, an infamous photo. Oh? You know this photo. Oh, boy, do you know this photo. I would love it if you could describe in 
detail what we're looking at here scott it is one of my favorite internet pictures it is the one of the house burning in the background and in the foreground is the cute little girl kind of like looking uh straight into the camera (laughs) saying you know who did this today is a good day (laughs) whatever comment you want to make to this we know this photo this girl did it but i'm not sure if you're aware but someone just paid $473,000 for the <laughs> NFT of this goddamn photo, Scott. Are you saying that somebody laundered $400,000 <laughs> pretending to buy this photo? <laughs> if you're a longtime listener of this show, you know we've talked about NFTs. We've talked about what they mean. We've speculated on the potential future of what that might mean that we've even hinted at the idea of us making nfts we now, may be making one we we may not be making some you got to help me because of all the things if i try to represent the youths of the of the show what's that bernie <laughs> i don't i don't understand i don't understand why somebody would spend that amount of money to own the nft of this I'm not smart, as, as you know. Is, I know. This is why we're friends. <laughs> uh, but there, I'm split down the middle still on this whole non-fungible token thing. Because on one hand, I like the idea of somebody creating a piece of art and then you getting to own that piece of art and potentially selling that piece of art. And when you do, the original creator gets some money from that. You know, They get a piece of that sale so that... It's theirs. It was theirs, original creation, and they're just seeing a little bit of, uh, you know, a little action from those sales going forward, which you can't do with a physical painting unless you have some weird contract set up. Totally. But on the other hand, what you can't, that's not even their picture. They didn't make it. I don't know where this came from. Was it a stock image? You know, <laughs> this, this just is now internet fame. And for one person to say they own it is, is ludicrous. Somebody said in the comments, and I think this is the right question. Is it the NFT or N NFT? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a very good question because it brings me back to what I just said. Where is it from? Where did this show up? Mm-hmm. Was it a Getty image? Did somebody post it on uh, what, what were some old boards back in the day? Tumblr. Yeah. Did somebody post it on fark.com? <laughs> like how Break, old is break.com? <laughs> E-bombs world. Ooh, there oh, were man. some videos there. I'm going to sell an NFT that's just the web archive screenshot of the earliest days of E-Bombs World. And I bet we can make some money. We better do that before this episode goes live, Scott. So you have between now and Thursday to figure this out. (laughs) I mean, honestly, we should just start taking screenshots of our our older shows. We could try and go back, you know, and uh, just put them on OpenSea. You know, waste all our money on gas fees and uh, (laughs) go broke and never be able to do the show again. I want to read a highlighted post from the comments. It says, there is a reason they buy these pieces that a lot of people can reference to, to create hype and create conversation so people talk about NFTs. We are all talking about NFT now, right? On Reddit, every single day, we are talking about it. Bad luck, Brian, and overly attached girlfriend also got turned into nft and sold for an unreal amount of money and i think they also tell people creators of those memes got a cut or some shit 
Not that these whale traders care because they are literally just transferring the same amount of money from one account to another, or maybe it's a friend's. Uh, you wouldn't know, no one would know. And none of it is taxable because they can claim it as a loss. The thing isn't about selling these million dollar pieces to suckers. I mean, since if a sucker actually bought it, good job wasting more money than anyone else buying a worthless receipt. The point is make people believe if they get into the market and start small buying some trash NFT elsewhere, those NFTs also have the same potential to be worth millions. I I think we're seeing this really weird early stage where it doesn't make any sense to buy a piece of quote art, but it does make sense those people that are buying NFTs for access to things. Yeah, that's cool. Like I think Ashton Kutcher is starting some web series where the only way you can watch it is if you own one of his NFTs. But you know how we like conspiracy theories on this show? Allegedly. You want to hear some NFT conspiracy stuff? Yes. Give it to me, daddy. So so my buddy thinks they're uh -huh, all a huge uh -huh. scam. So he sent me this article from maxread.substack.com. Oh, no. And it in the middle of it, it's at the bottom to InfoWars. Yeah. <laughs> but in the middle of it, one of the paragraphs says, if you pay attention to both the Hollywood trades and the crypto press and smoke enough weed, you can begin to pick out the contours of an expanding, interconnected, celebrity-based Web3 financial cultural complex. Did you know, for example, that Jimmy Fallon is represented by CAA, which is an investor in the NFT marketplace OpenSea, which recently signed a deal to represent the NFT collector 0xB1, who owns NFTs from the Board Ape Yacht Club and World of Women? Did you also know that another He owns CAA a World client, of Women? There's what? a there's a NFT thing called World of Women. Good on them. It, it's like when they used to do um, Girls Gone Wild. Exactly. But did you know that another CAA client, Ashton Kutcher, who was also an investor in OpenSea through his company Sound Ventures, that will be starting a Netflix rom-com called Your Place or Mine with Reese Witherspoon, the most prominent owner of World of Women NFTs, who also happens to be married to a CAA agent. And that the people behind World of Women and Board Ape Yacht Club are both represented by Kutcher's partner in Sound Ventures, music manager Gary Osiri. And did you know that Osiri's other major venture in this days is Pear Pop, a platform for connecting TikTok influencers to celebrities for collaborations, a platform used by none other than Paris Hilton. No. Who owns, who owns a Bored Ape. That's right. All these people... Are just doing rich people stuff, right? They're just talking in their groups and saying like, "Hey, this this NFT is pretty cool. You you want it? You should you should get one of these NFTs and talk about it on your show. Spread it far and wide." Okay. Well, what kind of gate are we gonna call this? Because it's not PizzaGate, <laughs> but it sure is close. We should call it Bill Gates. <coughs> and speaking of bills, this week in Facepalm, it is titled Murica. Really gunning for the least educated. Oh, God. It is a mashup of three tweets that came into light this week. <laughs> Buckle up. We're doomed. We're all doomed. <laughs> yeah, this, I mean... this is no longer water. This is a gallon of vodka. <laughs> the top one says a new bill in Oklahoma proposes to charge teachers personally from their own personal resources $10,000 per incident 
per individual if they teach any biology that offends Christian moral principles. Things are clearly not okay in okay. The second one. Iowa Republicans have introduced a bill that would put government-installed cameras in every single classroom to live-stream school activities for parents to spy on teachers and children at all times of day. And the third says a proposed bill in Indiana. Librarians can be jailed. Curriculums and lesson plans must be posted by January 30th so parents can review and opt their kids out. Oh, and, uh... Nazis can't be portrayed as low moral character. Okay, Scott. Well, let's let's dive right <laughs> that into this. Is right. <laughs> <laughs> so the first part of this, $10,000 per incident per individual if they teach any biology that offends somebody's morals. What? I saw this. The only way I can describe it is this educated man who was on one side of the aisle and is slowly creeping their way towards the middle of the aisle mm-hmm. and describing what it's like to kind of break away from the extreme side of that lifestyle they were born into and kind of grew up in. You know what they said? Hmm. The Constitution, which we live and dive by, is an old document. And basically, like, we've had enough Supreme Court cases that have kind of changed things that Maybe we should go back and, you know, just give it a once over and see if it still is a, still a good as is document for today. I don't think that the credibility of a scientist, a politician, a scholar from the early 1900s talking about any sort of scientific theory outside of established physics holds a lot of credibility today. So a document let that alone, was... Yeah, let alone anybody in the 1800s or the 1700s. Right. You know? So you can look back a decade and think to your or millennium. A millennium? Yeah. You can look back a millennium and think to yourself, well, Will Smith got it wrong once, but it doesn't mean that he's going to get it wrong for forever. I mean, right? <laughs> he's perfect. I don't know that. That new Fresh Prince. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so serious i just wanted jokes <laughs> but seriously if you are of a faith that gets easily offended when somebody burns your book and screams hail satan and you just can't get over it bro what the fuck just take a joke let it go find a way to you know just be a good human being and you know what sometimes you can be wrong yeah one of the one of the commenters for that that dude's TikTok I watched said it would be like trying to fix a 2020 Honda with a 1984 Honda manual. That's a really great point. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The parts are different. We're different now. Things have changed. That second part to this photo, Scott, talking about live streaming school activities. I I can answer this. I can answer this in one word. Pedophile. Yeah, I was going to say, that seems so ironic that the people who are supposed to be smaller government want government installed cameras. (laughs) <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, because there there's a distinct plateau. It's like if you're scuba diving. I don't know if you know this, but if you go scuba diving and you reach a certain depth, if you don't have the buoyancy in your BCD, the little vest you're wearing, the weight, the pressure around you can just pull you down. Oh, and you won't have that. the strength to come up. There's a there's a group of 
far-leaning individuals that are swimming a little too close to that depth. And at a certain point, Scott, it just pulled them down. And that's called nationalism. Mm, mm, yeah. Speaking of the bottom here, the bottom image is about us not being able to say that a Nazi has low moral character. If you are a social studies teacher and you are prevented from from taking a stance on what is right and what is wrong, there's something incredibly scary about that situation. It's it's really just kind of exacerbating the fact that the government isn't standing for all people anymore. It's just standing for a certain small set of individuals and everybody else who's kind of like on the rational outside who's just kind of looking at these bills like, hmm, that doesn't that doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem like we should do that. Let's let's say no. How about how about no to these kind of what I would call extreme proposals mm-hmm. for laws. I still think there's more of us than there are of them. And these people who are introducing them are begging for revolution. Yeah. And it's a little it's a little frightening. It's it's very scary, but at the same time I feel like there's enough of us who can become brothers and sisters in arms if we have to and stand up and do what's right for the majority and uh, and then just, just uh, you know, swat all of this down. Speaking of frightening, Scott, this week in the subreddit, hold up, there is a post. I'm not going to read you the title, but it says, what's the worst thing a woman, and I'm going to rephrase the question and say, what's the worst <laughs> thing someone has done on the first date? Ooh. So I want you to ponder that question. Either you or a date that you've been on, you're going to tell me your worst one because I've been thinking about this all day. Okay. <laughs> but I'm going to re- I'm going to read this cuz this is where it goes into hole up. She literally asked what was the most expensive drink. The waiter met my eyes and the bro code kicked in. He just kept saying everything was out of stock. God bless him wherever he is now. I went back to give him a tip, but he declined. <laughs> I see this post and I think to myself, is this dude who was just saved by this awesome waiter bro, is this dude just getting some karma? Because was he just going out with this girl because he was thirsty in the first place? Oh. And now, now she's just thirsty too, except she wants the most expensive thing on the menu. You know? You know? Hmm? Could it could be could be, but I would think a lot more vetting would have happened before like going on this first day. And you know, like I have been out of the dating scene for a long time now, and I've been uh, not one to partake in all this electronic dating that the kids are doing these days, or as some other people would call it, fucking. (laughs) (laughs) When when Tinder puts out an image in cool guides that kind of list a flow chart of how often people go on dates get in a relationship fuck that's when you know it's a problem (laughs) not a problem they're lucky but and symmetrical yeah those you hot people you lucky bastards you know who you are do you think like you would ever get this far would you even let it get this far are these people who just go on dates to get expensive meals that good where they've just practiced often enough and they just play the right notes and Pied Piper style lure you to whatever the fanciest restaurant is in your city or town. I think there are people that are serial daters and like the idea of that excitement of something new. It's the same reason 
TikTok and Instagram and all of these social media companies exist is because there's that sugar rush of new content, <laughs> newness, newness, newness. And that social newness, I think for some people is exciting that they'll go on tons and tons of dates and never fully be satisfied. They're always swiping to that next date. Some people are just hungry. <laughs> Some people are just hungry, looking for an extra meal. All now, right. So you were uh, you were you were asking about worst first dates. Mm-hmm. You've got a story, mm-hmm. but you want me to tell my story. What if I told you I didn't have any like terrible first dates? Not not because I'm bragging. It was just I I didn't go on a lot of first dates. <laughs> Listeners, the one thing you should know about. Scott and I, we are very good at starting dating and not stopping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like in it to win it. I, I just assemble the all-star roster and I go for the ship, you know? <laughs> if you're wondering, the secret to finding a relationship and staying in the relationship is money. Humor, because we definitely don't have the cock oh, for it. That, that too. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I don't have a lot of like dating stories. I essentially as an adult have just gotten into them and I've stayed in them. So let me go way back. I am in high school and it's summer. I'm in ninth grade. I had never really told my parents that I was going to go on dates. Every good story begins with a lie. We are going to go see a movie. We're going to go see Pirates of the Caribbean. Loved that. For for legal reasons. That's not the same. <laughs> That's how it works, right? You just say it's not the same. I show up to this date. My, my dad drops me off and I don't tell him that I'm going on a date. I'm just like, hey, I'm meeting some buddies. Can you drop me off? And that's not like him. Nor- yes. Normally, <laughs> normally my dad would just drop me off. It'd be cool. Or he would drive me and my friends. Well, he thought something was a little off. And then he thought to himself, huh, I need to give him some more money because he might not have enough for snacks. Mm. So we go, it, it, I mean, high school, right? So where are you sitting, Scott? You're sitting right in the back. Uh-huh. Very back. So it goes, guy, girl, guy, girl, guy, girl. Here she is. She's sitting right on my right. And okay. we're getting close to that hand holding time, you know, the just inching closer. The movie hasn't even started. My dad comes in around the corner and Whoa. there he is staring. The only people in the theater are us. There's no way he's going to miss us. And the lights are still on. <laughs> Stomach drops. But Scott, that's only part one of this story. I go down and talk to my dad. He teases me because if my son did the same thing, I'd be like, cool. Or son or daughter. I'd be like, have fun. Be safe. For him, it was funny. Bump. Yeah. For me, I'm mortified. My dad just caught me going on a date. And I, anyways, so he gives me 20 bucks and I end up buying a slushie and popcorn. But I was so nervous, Scott, that as we're eating, uh-huh. <laughs> midway through the movie, I feel the all of a sudden i'm like bro i got a fart this is bad this is really bad oh that is not a fart this is so much worse no it is so much worse does she hear any of these noises or is the movie just too loud you know she's enthralled with johnny depp fortunately the movie is too loud and i I will tell you i had one of those moments where her mom picked us up mom Goes to drop me off in front of my parents' house. At this point, I was like, just drop me off in front of the house. Nobody's going to know. But at, on the drive home, my stomach is screaming at me. I think I'm either going to vomit or shit my pants. It was the curse of the Black Pearl, you know. <laughs> I, I hop out of the car as fast as I can when I get home. 
and she gets out and goes, hold on, and comes and gives me a hug. So I nailed the date, and the moment she squeezes, oh, I shit. <coughs> and I keep shitting. And it's just like, it's silent, and it's running down my leg. I am no mortified. Way. No <laughs> way. This is not I'm, real. This is 100% real. I diarrhea right there. And the thing is... <laughs> The thing is, is I'm just like, I'm letting the hug happen. Is it? And the, is it? <laughs> Can she see? No. Or smell? What's going on? I don't know if she could smell at all. My senses had completely shut off. But she turned and got in the car and drove away. And I think I made it scot-free because the fact was, Scott, she had no idea. She had no idea that I just had a water fountain come out of my anus. Oh, my God. I've got nothing. I've got literally nothing that comes close. Like my worst first date was we went and saw a movie that I laughed at because, you know, I get jokes and she did not laugh the whole time. And I'm like, whoa, okay, well, this is never happening again. That's every time you go to a movie with Scott. (laughs) But your story. Oh, my God. Oh. oh, I need a minute. I need a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, but that leads perfectly into my next story because speaking How? of the shit How? list, <laughs> <laughs> this week in news, Delta CEO repeatedly calls for a no-fly list for unruly passengers in a letter to the U.S. Attorney General. (laughs) From CNN. Yeah. Delta Airlines CEO Ed Bastian sent a letter to the U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland on Friday reiterating his call for the Justice Department to prosecute unruly passengers and place them on a no-fly list. But not just for Delta, Willie. A universal no-fly list. In a way that they could share this list with other places so that there would be... Uh, federal. Yeah, it would be at the federal level. And to the extent the only one that exists right now, kind of uh, in relation, is one for terrorists. <laughs> so this would be the second one. Do we need or do you think that this is a good idea? I have been a now long proponent for a universal no-fly list in this way. One in which you can appeal, appeal the case. Mm-hmm. But I think the rhetoric is this prevents me from freedom to voice my feelings on something. Freedom, freedom of speech, freedom of whatever people want to say, right? There's plenty of reasons people would get frustrated with the idea of this, that if one business is frustrated with me, how can another business now prevent me from working with them or or shopping with them, right? But I don't think your actions have freedom of consequence. That is something, good or bad, that your actions have a reaction to it. And I do believe that if you're a shit person on one airplane, that it that should be a universal thing. Not only does that slow down all other flights, it highly impacts other people's ability to get home or get to work. Travel in general should be something that should be made more affordable and be more protected so that we can all feel safe getting to and from the places that we want to be because that's going to make our country and our access to the world smaller in a good way. The top commenter kind of put this 
into perspective for people who don't might not fully understand it like us. But the reason Delta is asking for this is because of liability protection. So that if they put somebody on there by accident, it's well, if it's a federal law, then you have to go through the government rather than just suing Delta Airlines, you know, mm. in, individually. Major carriers could share problematic passenger list data today, but don't because if they are sued for wrongful blocking, it would open them up to this liability. Casinos right now have similar systems for card counters, and airlines don't want to pay money, which I'm assuming this isn't something that would be cheap to set up between themselves. And they don't want the liability for when they mess up and say a four-year-old can't fly. That would be, uh, you show up to go on vacation. And... Mom, Dad, you're good, but looks like little Timmy here is on the federal no-fly list. <laughs> so you're either a terrorist or you weren't wearing your mask last time, Timmy. I'm sorry. Disney God World is a no-go for you. I understand people's concerns, and I, I, I can now be willing to succumb to the idea that this is probably a more challenging idea than just saying it out loud. All of the repercussions, the back-end stuff that could go down with it. But... Mm -hmm. Are you one that thinks that somebody who gets carted off of an airplane because they were yelling and screaming at somebody or causing a fight, do you think that they should have the ability to just get on another airline and fly home and potentially create a scene there and do the same thing? I think we should have like a strike system. If you cause a scene, what if you were just having a bad day, like parent died, you know, and you just can't, you're not just mentally there. And this is how it comes to light because we've all had our bad days and some people sure. just have them publicly now <laughs> in a small confined space. Yep. So like you'd get a strike. Well, guess what? You can't fly for three months. Take some time, figure it out, get better. Come back and see us when you're ready. Strike two, you know, you can't fly for half a year. Strike three, you can't fly for a whole year. Strike four, then you're banned. Give the people some some mercy, some leeway to get back in good graces. That's not a bad way to look at it. Uh, a strike system is good. I do think that that strike system should be that if, if your first, wherever that instance first occurs, or the second one, if you will, that airline then has the explicit right to refuse service to you going forward for a period of time. Maybe the solution to this, and this could be a benefit, is how long would a current flyer be denied flights with Delta? Is that a permanent thing at the moment? One of the other commenters said, while agree with airlines or private companies, why not just ban the people from their airlines and let other airlines know? And somebody said that because they're considered common carriers and picking and choosing who flies isn't necessarily like a thing they can do anymore. I don't know what common carriers are, but... There is a Wikipedia article for it. You and I are, are too dumb to understand the answer yeah. to that one. I think that's a really interesting point. I would like there to be something other than what we currently have. I know. <laughs> Whatever that is. So that's like I, the I theme can't, of our generation, right? <laughs> I can't even call it smart people. I will say people in power. Do something different, please. Help. Yeah. Yeah. Just pretty, pretty please with whipped cream and cherry on top. I will seriously suck your gun. <laughs> Speaking of getting it up, Scott, let's move on to our upvotes and downvotes of the week. <laughs> the past couple weeks, I've been excited to share these stories, and I've got some bad news, Willie. My downvote of the week is my bad news. It's that I couldn't find something that I wanted to downvote, so I got two upvotes this week. Yes! Downvote skipped. Fine. I will give you my downvote, Scott. How about that? 
All right, we'll start with your negative attitude, which, you know, really sucks, Willie. I just wish you could clean it up. You saw it. I I have it together. (laughs) It's called 69. (laughs) I don't know why I'm crying. I'm just so excited. (laughs) This is from the subreddit MeIRL. Jesse McLaren tweets and says, Me watching any Marvel movie after Endgame. Wait, so society is expected to just carry on as if this insane collective trauma never happened? That's ridiculous me in 2022 oh oh yeah man that's just like every zombie movie that we've ever watched and thought like this could never happen is now like oh yeah yeah, okay i guess they were right they were just like watching the future over there it's like watching the movie contagion and getting done the first time you watch it and go (laughs) those sci-fi writers where's my xanax all right my upvote of the week is from Pix. It is titled, I bought my house six months ago and I found this hidden safe when removing an old stove that was there. It's back, Willie. The thing that haunted us ever so <laughs> in Reddit's past. Another person, another safe. You want to go through the comments real quick? Yes. What's in it? I need to know. Top comment from a mod says, OP, you have one week to open the safe to post an update or you're getting banned signed sincerely literally everyone <laughs> parentheses we're not joking <laughs> i swear to god if i come across a tiktok a reddit a bumbler i don't i don't know if i come across something that says i found this closed off contained space and there isn't an immediate solution you're on the no-fly list. I'm calling you. Yeah. <laughs> you strike four, buddy. <laughs> now, in my upvote of the week, talk about changing the story. This week in the subreddit, Today I Learned, there's a post that says, Today I Learned, someone translated Dracula into a Icelandic, <laughs> and it took over 100 years for anyone to point out that all he did was made a fanfic rewrite of what he wanted this story to be. (laughs) (laughs) Wait wait a minute. So you're telling me that there was nobody in Iceland who was like, oh, yeah, yeah, Dracula? Hmm. This seems interesting. I'm going to read this. And by the time it finally got around to it, they were just like, this is just Twilight. (laughs) (laughs) Now, get this. In... The comments, somebody says, yo, is there a rewrite back to English? Because I want to be able to read it. And yes, on goodreads.com, there is a book that you can find that's called The Power of Darkness, The Lost Version of Dracula. Unfortunately, it only has like three and a half stars out of five. So who knows how good it actually is. But if you're curious to know what this dude's fanfic in Icelandic was for Dracula, it's there. Well, speaking of things that are at stake this week in Mildly Infuriating for my last upvote, today I fucked up. I dropped a small screw somewhere in this area, and there's a picture of a bunch of gravel. No. And I need I need it to hold the rubber seal of on the inside of a faucet. FML, anyone out there care to play a game of I Spy? The top comment was five minutes later. 
is this it? And they circled just a small part of the gravel in what looked like to not be a rock. And he said, holy smokes, I put my phone on the charger for an hour and I came back and a ton- to a ton of love. Appreciate all the kind words, updutes, etc. I love games like this and it was such a fun bonus to help this dude out. Thank you, everyone. The person responded was like, OMG, yes, you found it. I can't believe you actually did it. It was so small. I posted this, went to get something to eat, was feeling sad while I ate my sandwich. I came home, opened up my phone, and it was blowing up. I went outside to where the picture was, and in the leaves and dirts and rocks, found the tiny screw in that same exact area. Thank you, thank you, thank you all once again. This is why Reddit is great, people. I'm thanking you on behalf of this man. I don't know what happens. <laughs> Speaking of thanks, thank you so much for hanging out with us this week. Find more of us on our socials. And remember, no matter what you're into, whether it's Watchdogs Woof Inside, On Guard for Thee, Sonic the Hedgehog, or you seeing this shit, there's a sub for that.